1: Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel, right here on News Radio 570 WWNC, 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and you'll find all the past podcasts with just one click. And you will see all of my past guests and their incredible, amazing travel stories. You're going to get inspired, and sometimes you might even cry. They really are so moving. And you can join the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. And we have so much going on this year. It's really a lot of fun. So be sure to sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club right on speakingoftravel.net. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport. That's flyavl.com. They've got flights coming in and out of Asheville to destinations near and far. And if you're looking for a really cool place, place to live right here be sure to visit my good pals over at Appalachian Realty that's appalachianrealty.com and you can listen anytime on your iHeartRadio app we well, you know today the speaking of travel climate listening project series continues and that's always a really special day here at speaking of travel i've got in the studio Dana Ruggiero and her special guest who Dana, I'm going to let you introduce, (laughs) Uh, but Sam here is with the Green Built Alliance. They're here in the studio, and we're going to talk today about green travel. And I'm really excited because, you know, it's time, friends— for maintaining a mindful attitude as you travel across the globe or right here in our own backyard. We really, really, really need to minimize our carbon footprint. Every action we take directly impacts our environment. And I know you all have a mindful way of looking at life, so it's only fair to explain extend that philosophy into how you travel and Dana you're a big traveler you know what this is about welcome back to the show oh Marilyn I'm so excited to be here thank you so much well Dana you've done so much with the climate listening project and so many projects that you've worked on that have been so just so important for the environment and for mindfulness for people to start paying attention and I want you to to address that a little bit as we get going. But before we even do that, why don't you introduce Sam here? Sam has a great last name, hyphenated. <laughs> I'm not even going to chance it. So, Dana, you go for it.
2: Well, I'm so excited that Sam is here with us today. He's the director of the Green Built Alliance. Sam, would you say your last name? Sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tricky, but it's easy once you get it. Sam Ruark Eastus. Welcome. Thank Welcome, you. indeed. <laughs> Grateful to be here.
1: <laughs> well, Sam, we're excited for you to be here as well because, you know, with everything that's going on in our world right now, it just seems like, you know, we we sometimes feel that we're taking two steps forward and then one step back, um, especially around green. And and some people might not even know what that means. So, Dana, why don't you give us a little bit of definition, a little bit of explanation, and see if you can tie it into your Climate Listening Project series as well, so we can kind of get an idea of the bigger picture.
2: Yeah, that's, you know, that's such an interesting point you made. And, and I think that idea of green is really the way that we, you know, take action every single day. The the ways that we walk the talk. And so I travel a lot for the Climate Listening Project across the country to other countries. And so when I'm traveling, I'm often thinking about... The travel impacting the environment, impacting the communities that I'm traveling to. And so I try to stay in places that are, you know, green certified lodging, hotels that are uh, more energy efficient, are thinking about water conservation, um, Airbnbs, the same, you know, places where I can feel like I'm making less of an impact. Um, and so I think that. You know, when I'm partnering with different groups for the climate listening project, I'm always looking for new ways to share some of these exciting solutions that are available. With with the people. So, you know, we have in Western North Carolina a group called the Green Built Alliance, and they work with so many community partners from architects to real estate to builders. I mean, the list goes on. And so these are solutions to climate change through green building, through our built environment, through design and the places that we put our homes and hotels and buildings. And so I'm really excited. Excited because Sam can tell you a little bit more about how, you know, the Green bill. how, no, not how the Green Belt, but how buildings impact our environment, how. Water, indoor air quality. I mean, so many, so many things about the places that we live and the places that we stay when we travel impact us and also our environment. And so, Sam, would you tell, would you tell just a little bit of background about some of those, you know, big impacts that, that the built, that the built space has on climate change and on our environment?
3: Sure. And, you know, it's interesting, my personal path into sustainability, my career that I've chosen, started back in 1998, when I was connected to a place called Middleton Place, which is in Charleston, South Carolina. And I had the blinders on. I didn't know about the state of the world. I didn't realize that the rainforests were being destroyed 100 acres per second. I didn't understand the impact of uh, climate change and those kind of things. And so I had the blinders on, and I went out there through meeting people at Middleton Place, and through seeing the natural beauty of that land, I got connected into sustainability as a pathway. And they wanted to create an eco-resort there, and they wanted to model it after a place called Maho Bay in the Virgin Islands. So three days after I graduated college, I went to Maho Bay on St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands, and lived for the summer. And Maho Bay is interesting because it is an eco resort designed to have minimal impact, and so all the uh, the tents in the woods are um, on platforms. The pathways are boardwalks with minimal impact through the forest canopy. Um, they use non toxic cleaners. They use solar power for the heating the water and also heating for the electricity. Um, They have vegetarian meals, which, um, as some people out there might know, that one of the best ways to limit your carbon footprint is to actually choose a plant-based diet. And so that was one of the things they had there in Maho Bay. And so that was the catalyst for me to understand what is green building and then continue on this path that I'm now on as director of Green Built Alliance in my 20 years working in the field.
1: And tell us oh, a little so bit cool. about, it is very cool, what Green Built Alliance mm-hmm. is.
3: Yeah, so we're a 16-year-old nonprofit organization focused here in western North Carolina, and we have uh, three or four different things we do. One is we educate building professionals and the general public about sustainability and green building, you know, about how to become more energy efficient, how to reduce toxic materials in the home, how to uh, place a building on a site with a minimal impact, how to use better materials things like that. So we we go through that educational process. We have also certification programs. So we've now certified 1,500 homes in North Carolina as green-built homes. So there's a lot of builders in our area that actually understand this and are taking the actions to certify their homes, which is a really meaningful way for people who live there to understand that they're living in a home that's healthier for them and the environment. And
2: And why is it important? mm -hmm. What is the impact? You know, what are some of these impacts, the water, the the air? Real
3: quick. Well, you know, it's it can go. It's it's a massive global situation we're in right now with climate change. And, um, you know, here in West North Carolina, we use coal to produce electricity. And so coal has the common impacts of all the carbon dioxide being released. Um, Also a lot of materials that comes in buildings is shipped uh, from far away and harvested from far away. Um, A lot of the things like carpets and furnishings and things like that have fire retardants and and toxic chemicals in them, which off gas and are are carcinogenic. Um, There's over 80,000 chemicals in our environment and only 5% have actually been tested for their impact on human health and the environment. So um, excuse me, just on human health. And so, you know, by green building, we just look to minimize those toxic chemicals and, you know, improve the site energy efficiency and those things.
1: Great. Well, yeah, and it sounds like, well, we know we have to become much more mindful to all of this. So listening and, and paying attention and being awake um, and education mm-hmm. is going to be the most important thing.
4: Hi, this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Did you know that we all have a very powerful travel assistant right in the palm of our hands? It's our cell phone, and it can be used wisely in a number of ways when you're taking a trip. Before your trip, email an itinerary to yourself, including all addresses, phone numbers, and directions. Take photos of your luggage and the tracking tag, just in case it gets lost. Download books, movies, and music to enjoy while on your journey. Use your phone as a GPS to find your way around. It's your clock, automatically adjusting to any new time zones. You can stay in touch with those at home. Most cell phones work around the globe. You may have to do a little research about this ahead of time, but worst case scenario, use Wi-Fi and free texting or messaging apps. Your phone is your alarm clock. You can use it to access the internet while on your journey. And of course, it is your camera equipment, photos and videos. Did you know you can download video editing apps to make quick and easy vlogs about your trip? Have a great trip. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. When you fly home,
1: you're home. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
5: Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words,
1: traveling with your mind open to the amount of carbon footprint we leave behind, um, thinking about climate change, thinking about uh, just being um, a better citizen, a better global citizen here in our own backyard and all over the world and talking about that with Dana and Sam is making me realize that there's so much we don't even understand that we don't even know. So, Dana, why don't you talk a little bit more? You said that you were working on a video project, and I want to hear a little bit more about that project because it sounds like it's –
2: Bringing all of this together. Oh, yeah. You know, we've had such a good time doing this climate listening project, speaking of travel series, and had a chance to talk with uh, agriculture, soil scientists about agritourism and birding experts about birding travel and ecotourism and, you know, climate change's impacts on travel with uh, hurricane scientists and all of these cool people. And so this, this show, I'm really excited to be talking about even when we're traveling, where we're staying and the impact of the actual place where we're staying, whether it's an Airbnb or it's a hotel, it's a building, um, what we can do. And so, you know, I've been working on a new climate listening project video with the Green Built Alliance. They're based here in Western North Carolina. And I have interviewed, I've listened to, I mean, for a full day, back to back to back, um, architects, real estate agents, green builders, people who are working on carbon offsetting. I mean, just so many different community members that are working together in Western North Carolina to protect this beautiful place that we all love so much. So I'm excited that Sam is here today and I... You know, I'm really excited about the one easy thing, right? That we can all do, um, which doesn't even take that much work and effort, is offsetting our carbon. So when I travel, that's something that I really should be doing. And how do I do that? And how does everybody do that? Where can they do that? And what What does it it even mean? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. tell us about that, Sam.
3: Well, you know, our, our lifestyle has an impact on the environment, and so how we travel releases carbon what we eat, the energy we use, and the places we go, uh, um, all have a carbon footprint. And so there are ways to offset their carbon footprint. And one is through our website, CutMyCarbon.org, with a program called Appalachian Offsets. And what we do is we ask people to offset their carbon footprint uh, for their household and or for their trips. And they can go in there and calculate their carbon footprint and then pay into a fund. And then what we're doing is we're taking that money... And then doing solar projects for schools and energy efficiency work for nonprofits, and so by you paying into that fund, that eliminates the need for power to be produced at the power plant, um, thereby offsetting the the carbon that would be emitted. So it's um, it, it's a pretty clear and simple way to both, um, you know, maybe take care of some of your environmental guilt from your travels, and also to help support a local cause.
1: Well, it sounds like um, education is front and foremost in what the Greenbelt Alliance is about, education, um, waking people up to this topic that we hear the words, but maybe just don't really understand uh, the impact and the impact that we can each make individually.
3: Yeah, we want to educate people and also want to give them a pathway to participate in something meaningful in our community as well. So whether or not that's offsetting your carbon footprint and is supporting the local school solar project, right now we're raising money for Isaac Dixon Elementary School and that solar project, or volunteering with Energy Savers Network, which does weatherization for low-income families, um, or, you know... Choosing travel destinations and pathways that have a, a lower carbon footprint, and/or choosing places that um, that are, you know, run by solar power or have energy efficiency. Or, like recently, we went to uh, my wife and I went to Tulum, Mexico. And it's a, it's a pretty eco-groovy place. There's a lot of people that go there. But there's definitely places there that, that work on trying to minimize their impact both on the the land um, and the food systems and also working with the local people to protect a sacred and beautiful place. So that way we're not just going there and, and and having these negative impacts and ripple effects. We're actually maybe going there in a positive way that we can learn and take something back with us.
1: Well... It's. It seems that globally, when we're looking, you know, not only right here in our own backyard, which is so critically important, and, and each individual's own backyard, but, you know, the, this is an endless project. <laughs> There's so right. much that has to be learned and changed. Mm-hmm. And just perception, I think that's such a big part of it as well, is, changing people's perception that they're living one way when in fact that's not the healthiest not only for them personally but for the whole environment and that there is an alternative way to to look at things and that it sounds like what you're both doing is getting down to that grassroots of let's begin a dialogue let's let's
2: begin projects that can actually Change. I love the Greenbelt Alliance because it's a collaboration of so many different groups and individuals that are working together. And I think that's what we really need for climate solutions, you know. And so when you think about the life cycle of any trip that you're taking, and so Asheville, North Carolina is a big destination for Airbnbs. We have one of the top Airbnb hotspots. And so the places that are being built for Airbnbs or the places that are already homes that are being turned into Airbnbs. Um, you know, you can go to the Greenbelt website and learn more about how you can take specific steps to lower the impact of this, you know, hospitality industry here. Hotels, the same thing. And so you're looking at water conservation. You're looking at the materials that are being used to build the spaces. You're looking at indoor air quality and the emissions that are created. So if you can have solar Energy, clean energy, um, that is, that's the ideal, but at least having energy efficiency. And, you know, we have a lot of people that travel here in the fall for leaf season or in the winter. I mean, it's just beautiful all year round. So having energy efficiency is really key to making sure that you're not wasting any energy in heating and cooling of the space. Um, There's so many easy things that you can do. And then when you're thinking about the travel to and from or the impact that you're making there... you know offsetting that carbon so when you're taking a flight you are you know there's an impact there in the amount of carbon emissions that are being put off when you're driving around we have a sort of a driving destination here if you want to go up into the blue ridge mountains or you want to explore some of these areas you can offset some of that carbon and so
3: um
2: I heard you say your website earlier but soon there'll be a location at the airport that you can offset your
3: carbon as well That's right we're creating something that's never been created before as far as i know which is an a kiosk at the Asheville Airport that allows you to offset your carbon footprint for your flight.
1: Oh, I don't even know how that works. Oh. So. so
3: it'll be it'll, it'll be it'll be the stand up, beautifully designed kiosk, and it'll there'll be a touchscreen, and so it'll have some moving images on there that connect the your flight with um, the beautiful land here in West North Carolina, and say, would you like to offset your carbon your carbon flight? footprint for your flight and you'll select your destination or where you're flying and let's say you're flying to the the west coast so you can select that and for twenty dollars you can offset your carbon footprint for your flight which then goes to pay for the local solar projects on the schools
1: oh that is so nice (laughs) it is really great and it's happening right here at the Asheville regional airport that is you know What better place where people are coming in and coming, you know, they're they're traveling out, they're coming home, and you can actually make an impact and make a difference right here in in our own backyard. Well, Sam, I'm hoping that um, this is something that will be kind of a prototype here in Asheville and maybe – spread out all That's over right. the country and yeah. and all over the world green travel we have to be mindful Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
0: As newcomers flocked to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Marilyn Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, An Exceptional History of Community Building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport, take the easy way out.
5: Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on... At Jupiter and Mars. In other words,
1: it is time to meet up with my good pal Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway. And today, Doc is down in Savannah, Georgia, one of my favorite, favorite southern. Coastal Towns. Welcome, Doc. I want to hear all about Savannah, Georgia.
6: Moon River, wider than a mile. Oh, Marilyn, you caught me. I'm singing a little of Moon River, the composition by the great Johnny Mercer, because I'm here in Mr. Mercer's hometown of Savannah, Georgia. You know, people still associate Savannah with the Clint Eastwood movie, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which included an awful lot of Johnny Mercer lore. Well, a lot lot of Savannah lore for that matter. There's some voodoo. There's some scoundrels. There's some plots, some cover-ups, a great trial, some murders, some acquittals, and that fabulous graveyard. That's Savannah, a city founded by General James Oglethorpe In 1732, an original colony that was a refuge for the poor and the oppressed. The colony of Georgia, where I am right now, prohibited slavery, if you can believe that. It was founded for the best of reasons. I'm a native Georgian, and I've always loved coming to this town. You won't find a more romantic place anywhere from the tip of Maine to Key West than this great city. It is noted for its lovely B&Bs, It's small, intimate inns, and the great low-country restaurants. Food here in Maryland ranges from European to Gula, Geechee, and low-country. I dined last night at the Pink House, and when you come to Savannah, that is obligatory. But there are other restaurants here. Ooh, la la, Elizabeth on 37th, uh, which is near the old Pink House. Uh, You can watch the ships there go by while dining in many restaurants like the Florence. For elegance, well, it's the Garibaldi Cafe, and also in the historic district. And this is one of the places where they specialize in the staple of southern coastal cities like Charleston and she-crab soup. Maryland. the Girl Scouts were founded here, and I bet you were a Girl Scout just a few years ago. And Savannah's also the birthplace of the great American novelist, Flannery O'Connor. I could close my eyes and still see Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump eating from a box of chocolates on that park bench that I'm looking at right now where part of the movie was filmed. This is a great movie city because it's so picturesque. Live oaks with Spanish moss draped are everywhere in these beautiful parks. The the statue of Count Pulaski, one of the great supporters of the American Revolution in Pulaski Park, is a great destination. It's a place to unwind. After one of those big meals, get a book and come over here and open it up read. Maybe even read Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil again and just relax and clear your mind. Maryland, Savannah is a major port city, a deep water harbor, and the giant ships and the giant freighters from all over the world come by almost on the minute. Maryland, I just heard the band playing. Ray Charles' version of Hard-Hearted Hannah, the vamp of Savannah, and that's my cue to close it out for this week. And you know I hate to leave Savannah. We'll have to do this again soon. This is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway in lovely Savannah, Georgia. So long for now. For Marilyn Ball, and speaking of travel, I'll see you somewhere in the South real soon.
1: Wow, Doc, such a lot to see and do in Savannah. I am so excited. I think I might just get in the car and drive down and meet you down there. Well, get a cocktail ready. I'll see you soon. When you're going into a hotel, I'm wondering... What are you looking for as far as a carbon footprint? I'm here with Sam and with Dana talking about green travel and whether you're on the gourmet highway or whether you're traveling in your own backyard or traveling overseas. What do you look for, Sam, when you're when you're going into a hotel?
3: Well, there's a few different things. I guess one of the first things is like what kind of materials are they using to clean the hotel? Um, if they're using non-toxic materials, that's definitely a bonus for us. I have a, an, an a year-old infant. So, you know, having a little baby, you want to minimize what they're exposed to. And so, uh, non-toxic cleaning materials is one. Um, also, energy efficiency is really up there, you know, using LED bulbs, um, having some policy around not washing the sheets after every single night, things like that. Also, are they? Um, do they have any commitment to organic food um, or any kind of local or regional food is really a big plus for me as well.
1: And even in your own home, I would imagine that using some of the same tactics that you would be looking for when you travel, changing your light bulbs out. Give us some other examples of what we could do right now to lower our own carbon footprint in our homes.
3: Yeah. So there's many things you can do. You know, not only the energy efficiency behaviors like turning off lights and uh, running your washing machine or dryer late at night or on the weekends, um, but also you know changing out water fixtures, um, weather stripping your doors. um, you know, growing your own food, if possible, um, ba- getting some inter- getting an energy efficiency audit is really important piece. Um, Duke Energy has a program called the Home Energy House Call that you can sign up for by going to their website. They also have something called EnergyWise, which is a uh, device they put on your hot water heater, and you actually get some money back from them for doing that, and that helps reduce overall energy demand on the grid as well. So... Um, You know, energy efficiency, water conservation, uh, using non toxic materials, um, you know, doing things like not putting pesticides and herbicides on your lawn. Just let the grass grow as it naturally is, or better yet, transform that lawn into a garden um, is really beneficial as well.
2: You mentioned, um, you know, turning the lights off. And that's something that, you know, I really try to do when I'm at home or when I'm, you know, in on the road traveling is, you know, I think it's instinct for me to want to leave a light on for some reason in the hotel. So when I come back, it's not completely dark. But I've really been trying lately to, you know, if I'm not in there, turn off all the lights and then also turn down or set the thermostat, um, for when I'm not going to be there. You know, why should it be running the whole time in a hotel room when you're not in there Um or at home? I, Sam, isn't it something just like, you know, just a little bit of an adjustment
3: goes a long way? That's right. Like for every degree that you change the thermostat, it can save about three percent on the energy cost. Um, pretty much, most everyone's home heating and cooling the home is the largest source of energy. So if you can minimize how much you, you run that air conditioning or your furnace, your heat system, that's the best. And so that's why we encourage people to do the weather stripping, air sealing, insulation. Um, you know, if the change your air filter on the furnace as well. So there's many different maintenance things you can do that. Also help minimize that, but also having those having a the thermostat set at the appropriate temperature is really ideal.
2: You know, one thing that I look for. You talked about the cleaning products being non toxic. I also, you know, would hope that if I'm staying in an Airbnb or in a hotel, that even what's used to wash the sheets um, is is non toxic. Um, and then the little tiny body products and things that are always on the, sh- the counter of a hotel or people and put them out as amenities. Um, you know having biodegradable containers for those I mean I, I think about all the plastic little shampoo bottles and and things mm-hmm. that must have gone out over these years of not thinking about the impact you know so really trying to have non-toxic body products first and then also biodegradable or or just having larger containers if you
3: are in an Airbnb you
2: don't need little tiny
3: ones for everybody right right and some hotels have one of those dispensers that they can refill on the wall of the shower and so that way you can just you know push the little button and get some of it and, and they don't have to keep throwing away jars and jars or little small containers full of things. Easy green travel tips. Easy mm-hmm. green
1: travel tips and I'll tell you you know it's it's just a matter of learning and paying attention and kind of being woke.
3: Right, and then one thing I also I'd encourage uh, people to do, and one thing I really enjoy doing myself is to be able to when I'm traveling to take the bus or be able to walk or bike. I mean, if you can rent a bike in a place, you get to see so much more in the location than you would if you just always drive.
1: Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
0: With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport, take the easy way out.
1: You know, it's something that has been out there for a long time. People talk about a carbon footprint. We're learning more today with my guests Dana and Sam here. Sam is with the Greenbelt Alliance and Dana is with the Climate Listening Project. And Dana, I have to say, you know, having this series with you has just been – uh it, it's becoming so popular. People are really tuning in and listening and learning uh, about travel and thinking about how they can travel better and smarter and more mindful. So I want to thank you for continuing educating us, bringing these special guests into the studio and even by phone sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and teaching us things that, you know, maybe we just didn't pay attention to, but now we're going to pay a little bit more attention to. Oh, good. I know. It's really great. This is great. I just love doing this with you, Marilyn. Good. Well... Learning about green travel is so important because, you know, whether you're going uh, somewhere in the United States, let's say you're just going to the Grand Canyon, you've got a big trip plan, you're going out to the national park, you know, you want to spend the night in a lodge, you know, being able to think now and ask and pay attention and say, oh, what kind of... Detergent do you use, I mean you're allowed to ask these kind of questions, so being more mindful um and and then i'm I'm sure going across to other countries where the culture might be different uh, would be maybe a little bit. Uh, again, not challenging, but to be mindful. Maybe other cultures don't have the same philosophies or the same understanding that we do. So Sam, give us a little bit more info on how green travel and green building and uh, and this movement, I mean, it really is a movement that is going to go on forever. Uh, it's we're always going to be needing to to make change happen um, give us some other ideas of of how other organizations like the green belt alliance are moving towards collaboration to make this a bigger learning experience
3: wow that's a wonderful question <clears throat> i could take it in so many different directions um well, one piece related to the travel is is that we love going to beautiful places. We all do. And when we go to those places, we have to be really mindful of not impinging our own attitudes on the people that live there, and so really respecting and honoring the people that live there. Um, a few years ago, I, was, I happened to be in a Quechua village in Peru in the highlands, and the people have been living in that land for 5,000 years. And what they do for their fuel is they cut down the eucalyptus in order to be able to cook the food. And the eucalyptus is not native there. And, you know, while we're there, we could like see some possibilities of other things they could do, especially related to like composting toilets and things like that. And so, you know, being able to like, Participate and watch and witness, and then like gently suggest without like imposing is really important. I think in terms of how we engage with those places and and doing so in a, in a mindful way. That and maybe there's some seed that we plant there that like they can realize, oh, we could actually compost our. Our waste versus you know like putting it in a hole and then it impacting the in the local watershed and things like that, so we do have some gifts from this Western culture that we can take to indigenous places, but we also have to be mindful of those places as well
2: We could learn so much from them too and and people around the world i, I mean like I remember traveling in Italy, and not only did they recycle um the glass the plastic but they also had composting of the food and a separate container for liquids and you know other places that i've traveled where you're like amazed at how everything is so re- you know reusable from the linens at the dinner and breakfast and all the meal you know there's not a paper towel or a throwaway item a- piece of plastic silverware or uh, little coffee pods, you know, none of the, You don't even see those things in in other places, and it's just, it's good. So paying attention, making suggestions, and I think that especially in the United States when traveling, you can, you can suggest and you can ask, and I think that we have seen extreme growth in um, availability of green products, and and you know, you see it almost every hotel you go to now that like that little sign that's up saying, hey, if you will, please just hang your towels. We won't wash them tonight. You know, you're seeing more and more of these places listening. So I always say, you know, ask questions, listen as well. And Sam makes that great point, you know, so we can we can listen. We can have dialogue. We can work together. And that's how we're really going to um, make advancements. And so this area, Western North Carolina, it's a place that we love so much. It's beautiful. People travel here for the Blue Ridge Mountains, and we want it to stay nice, right? So as you have all the tourists coming through and the new growth that's happening, we've got to be smart about... What that's going to look like for the community members that are here, what it's going to look like for the folks that visit here, and how do we maintain that natural beauty and the farm to table and the availability of green products here in fast growth and in
3: growth, you know, doing it smart. That's right. And, you know, some people out there might have heard of Asheville proclaim itself. uh, the capital of sustainability, and we're moving toward that with a lot of li- different organizations and initiatives and you know, the amazing people here. You can just walk down the street and bump into someone that's doing awesome work in some field that is just so inspiring. And one thing that we're doing um, with Green Built Alliance is we're a part of a collaboration called the Energy Innovation Task Force, and that's uh, made up of the city of Asheville, Buncombe County. Duke Energy, the Chamber of Commerce, leading nonprofits, um, folks from the Tourism Development Agency, you know, big businesses in town, all working on how do we create a clean energy future. And we've been meeting for the past two years. We've come up with some recommendations. We've launched something called the Blue Horizons Project, uh, which is bluehorizonsproject.com. Is more information there. But we're looking at, like, how do we do this together? Because we realize that we can't do it in a silo. And, you know, it's interesting that Duke is even seeing that they need the support of the community to really move their goals forward for clean energy. And, of course, the city and the county are very progressive in these measures as well. So we want to be able to have Asheville be this beacon of light to the rest of the country and the world as a a place that is making the best choices and taking the actions to lead us toward that sustainable future.
2: So I interviewed a bunch of the people that are working with the Green Built Alliance, and we've got a new video that's going to be coming out soon. I'm really excited about that. That
1: is really cool. And Sam, I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can get more information about the Green Built Alliance. So let us know the website and, and how we can... Go there and pay attention.
3: Yes, our website is greenbuilt.org. Well, that's easy. Yep, it's pretty easy. And we are a membership based organization, a collaboration of um, local individuals, builders, real estate agents, appraisers, uh, architects, um, sustainability minded product suppliers, you know, people that care about sustainability and want to um, move forward in their own profession and in community towards a green future.
1: Well, in the time that we have remaining, Dana and Sam, I want to just kind of sum up. You know, let's let's give my listeners some some pointers here. We talked a little bit about some, you know changing out light bulbs and um, ways that we can pay attention. But as a traveler, uh, give us just a, an overview of what you think are some of the uh, changes that we can think about and be mindful about as we move
2: forward. I just, you know, through the Climate Listening Project, I've listened to so many people, and I know that people know that no matter what we're doing in our daily lives, we're making an impact, and that impact, you know, can can be a little bit more than we should be making or we could be making a good impact you know so i really love the carbon offsetting program so from now on when i travel i'm i'm going to offset my carbon um sam how can people do that
3: that is through cutmycarbon.org. great and <clears> great <throat> that's the program it's called appalachian offsets and it funds local sustainability projects
1: I just think that's really great. And this new kiosk at the Asheville Regional Yay. Airport. That mm-hmm. is so cool. And yeah. I can't wait to say I knew you when. <laughs> yes. When that kiosk is in airports all over the world. And we can say that we first talked about it right here on Speaking of Travel. I love that. And, Dana, I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you and, and the Travel, the Climate Listening Project. Uh, you know, people hear you on Speaking of Travel, but how can they get connected? Connected with you.
2: Yeah, people can visit climate listening project.org or connect with me on Facebook at climate listening project.
1: Easy, easy peasy. Well, thank you both for being on the show today. I feel like we've learned a lot. There are measures that we can take and steps that we can take right now to make an impact. And. That's rewarding. Yes. So, Definitely. yeah, Thank you so much, Sam. It's really nice meeting you're you. You're welcome. And Dana, of course, look forward to our next uh, series installment. I can't wait to find out who you're going to bring in <laughs> and what we're going to be talking about. But it will be fun and interesting. Yes, good green traveling. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. Hey, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. Go out and make it a really great green day. Do something that's going to cut our carbon footprint and make a difference. And remember, don't postpone joy.